I'm Maddie. And I'm Mr. Sinister. Welcome, welcome. You should be talking in his voice. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to the mutant ages, where we are here to take all of your genetic code and splice it together to make the perfect super listener. (laughs) There you go. To make a perfect (laughs) gay army. Yeah. So this this is the season finale of X-Men, the animated series that we just watched. Because this is a show where we watch adaptations of the X-Men. I guess I said that in the wrong order. Yeah. But anyway, that's what the show is. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures. first time listening to the show you can start here if you want but you might be slightly less confused if you start with the previous episode you which should is actually just Reunion start at a one. random episode particularly the one where we go into wolverine's past that's a good one start there that is a good app i, I mean honestly start wherever you want to start you can go ahead and listen to this if you want i i'm not gonna stop you we're gonna do our best to explain we love you but anyway. the, this is an episode called reunion part two and it is as usual a two-part finale because that's how x-men the animated series does things and yeah, so I guess a lot should of we shit try happens? to do previously on the X Men. I mean, I guess I, we, could we should try sum to recap. up what has happened this entire season. So previously on the X Men, a bunch of shit Ta-da. happened. All right, see you later. So this season, we were introduced to Mister Sinister, who is obsessed with Jean Grey and Cyclops, and we don't know why he is, but he's got his Nasty Boys, which is his boy band, running around trying mm-hmm. to capture Jean and his Scott. henchmen, right? And he interrupted their wedding, and he's possessed Morph, who was formerly a ex-member. and mm-hmm. Who we thought was gone for good, but right. it turns out he's alive and possessed and Mr. Sinister's slave. Oh, yeah, baby. And also, he mm-hmm. set up Charles Xavier and Magneto on a blind date in the Savage Land. And yeah, Mr. which Sinister's- is a mystical tropical valley that is in Antarctica and seems to remove mutants' powers. And nobody and- knows what's going on except... Magneto well, we apparently... did recently find out. No, well, that's well true. Magneto, Magneto is super vague about what he does and doesn't know. I feel like Magneto probably didn't know why their powers didn't work, because the answer to that is that Mr. Sinister created all these machines that take away people's powers, and also he has these belts that he gives to himself and his henchmen that allow them to retain their powers, and he's been ruling the, I- the island with an iron fist, basically, and the residents of the island are not happy about that at all. Uh, no, and that's when we were introduced to Kazar, who's chasing down his girlfriend, Shauna. Kazar is basically just He-Man, so don't yeah, worry about that. Yeah, he's He-Man. He has a pet saber-toothed tiger named Zabu who's intelligent, but never really gets to say or do anything Yep, and meanwhile, in the absence of Charles Xavier and Magneto, we went into the origin stories of all the X-Men that are on this show. So we learned about all of them, except for Jubilee, because she started with Jubilee. 
Um, That's right. And Jubilee's- we already saw Jubilee's origin story in season one, which was wonderful. Yeah, but it- this season, we saw Storm's sort of backstory, not origin per se. But sort of uh, like... Rogue's backstory and origin-ish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Wolverine's, Wolverine. which we already mentioned. Beast, we didn't see his backstory, but we got to see his like really his inner horrible self, kind of. love story where he was dating this woman that was also his patient until the Friends of Humanity busted in and tried to kidnap her and the Friends of Humanity were also introduced in the season and that was run yeah, by Creed and Creed and they're anti-mutants causing people. chaos they're neo-Nazis <laughs> they're just blowing shit up and like savagely beating and killing mutants um, and just on the streets that's just something that's been going on and the X-Men have been having to deal with all of that while Xavier is kidnapped and they've been doing a fine job thank you very they're much great without Xavier so they are and that's the important lesson that we I learned in this episode and every other episode. I know right it's just, the most important <laughs> takeaway from the mutant ages is that Xavier is trash he's a piece that's of shit right. he's a piece of garbage he's got dicks coming out of every orifice of his that he would have they come out of his mind he's just a piece of trash he he yeah he is and you know that's that's something our fans can all come together on so anyway yeah with that let's open start up the episode what happened in this episode all right so do we not just talk about how it opens with just straight up mr sinister putting xavier magneto gene and morph into his sex dungeon like that's where it starts well they're already tied to the wall so this we talked about this last episode this episode continues to be just like gloriously fanficy. like there's a lot less plot in this episode a lot but more it's action still but it was still fun to watch the really fun things about the previous episode yeah. i thought i thought where, so like, too people are t- tied to walls everybody is making sexual innuendo about whether or not they're mr sinister slaves and including wolverine it, yeah but that's <laughs> that's the climax of the episode oh, that's okay. at the very end um but now we're starting out with mr sinister holding a torch while putting everybody into chains and he says to the X-Men who are his captives, you should feel honored. Your genetic material will live long in my army because he's like building this mutant army out of everybody's I'm sorry. Whenever genes. he says genetic material on this, I just assume he's talking about people's cum. <laughs> it sounds like he's talking about everybody's cum. And it. I swear there are lines in this that we'll get to that it seems like that implication is intentional. Like... The lines that he says to Cyclops later, I was like, this has to be sexual, you know? It's like, all I don't, pretty gay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell if it's supposed to be that way or if it's just supposed to be implied in the sense that, like, he's a gay villain and the fact that he's predatory and sexual is part of what's scary or if they really didn't pick up on what they were putting down. I don't know. I don't think there's any writer that doesn't pick up what they, they put gotta down. Know, I right? think writers are very conscious about those decisions they make, especially cartoon writers. I think they know exactly what they're putting down and they're like, hopefully somebody gets this, but we're going to just <laughs> sugarcoat it and like all these like goofy kids cartoon shit. But we're actually talking about sex and also like death. All right. Bye. You know, so <laughs> anyway, so they're all being shut into this sex dungeon, as Ryan called it, and they're all wearing chains. And well, it's Magneto and Jean and Xavier and Morph for now. All, I don't, the rest of the X-Men aren't there yet. Yeah. And Magneto is like pounding on the cell and saying, you underestimate the X-Men, which is still really funny. I love that Magneto is the one who keeps saying that. <laughs> he's the one admitting that he's actually kind of has some grudging respect for the X-Men, he's which just I like, enjoy. You don't understand. You can't fight them and they're super fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. He's just 
like shouting that through the bars like you you don't even know man <laughs> you made a huge mistake meanwhile xavier who before this episode was hypnotized by sauron who's like a pterodactyl man who has mind powers among other things and uh sauron hypnotized him into sending the x-men a message saying to come there and xavier's like only now coming out of his hypnosis and realizing what he's done yeah, and he's, like, he's oh, summoned shit. the x-men into a trap now we see the blackbird flying in yep. because the x-men have been summoned into a trap yep, as they promised. land in the savage land and they beast do. is immediately fascinated he's like this is strange there's a tropical, a tropical island valley in the middle <laughs> in of the antarctica wow yeah he's like and now time for my science expedition and i know he just like leaves. So there's really no time for that right now but okay man I know. they get out they see the professor's ship which crash landed and logan makes fun of it and is like not his best landing I know. which i left at okay can and, i can i do this part because gambit then turns yeah. to rogue and he's like <laughs> hey, maybe if you lift up this wreckage, Gambit could take a look inside the plane. And she's like, okay. And then she like goes over and she can't lift anything up. She goes, my powers, they're gone. And so we have to one by one hear them all scream this yes. individually. So Gambit's like, well, watch Gambit's then. Wait, Gambit have no powers either. And Cyclops is like, <laughs> my like, eyes wait. are normal. And Storm's <laughs> like, our powers have abandoned us. And Beast is like, this is fucking weird, you guys. Yeah, also Beast still has his powers, by the way. Okay, I wrote like that down. I was like episode and it's never mentioned. Because well I was like, he may why? he must not have his super agility and strength, but he's like already mutated to the point where he's got know. claws. I don't because know. Because in a minute the nasty boys are gonna show up and fight them, and Beast like does well in the fight later yeah. so i was kind of like are you just fine like is oh, beast just still actually fine i don't know i but actually still i love this sure. whole fight because like I, I feel like storm puts up a good fight here beast does too she but does. like rogue and, and gambit Wolverine don't even too, fucking even try though. like rogue and gambit are like ah and i was like guys <laughs> what the fuck yeah rogue suddenly becomes kind of useless in this episode which is too bad but it's okay right. um so wolverine obviously would be in a lot of pain because he has metal bones. Yeah, but he hasn't, so, he hasn't used them yet, so he's about he to. He hasn't used them yet, but they're still inside of his body, so you would think he would start to be feeling some pain, but he isn't yet. Yeah. But then Ruckus shows up along with the rest of the Nasty Boys. And the Mutates. Yes, and he's like, surrender to us now and Mr. Sinister just might let you live. And at one point he calls them the X-X-Men. I wrote that I too. I cute. thought that was funny. And, and Cyclops is all like, we fought you assholes before. We can do it again. And then Ruckus has the gayest line in the entire <laughs> fucking episode where he There's goes... There's stiff competition for that. I, I okay. don't know. Ruckus literally goes, that's when you had mutant powers, so watch your mouth and then watch mine. And I was he like... He does, and then he does his little screaming thing but i did not understand why he was saying watch your mouth and then watch mine i was I, like I, I had to admit happening? though at that point i was like i really wish ruckus was still in the mainstream of comics because i, I fucking love him on this show and he's just nobody remembers who he is except for us and now our listeners but ruckus is i know fucking i'm great. really enjoying all of the nasty boys because then gorgeous george comes up and uses his stretchy arms to grab rogan gambit they just don't even try gorgeous self well, they can't. They don't have any power. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Like, Rogue is no, a tough I know. girl she should anyway. And also, trying. Gambit was a master thief before he, like, realized he yeah, had powers. Yeah, also, he's, like, pretty acrobatic. I feel like he, he could have at least tried try. to flip his way out of there. I know. But I guess they're scared. I don't know. Um, Storm is fighting against a guy who's riding a pterodactyl. I don't remember what those mutates are called. I don't like, either, but Storm, Storm fights them, and she fights some other dudes. I thought that Rogue... She's just doing hand-to-hand combat she's here, which pretty is pretty badass. She's 
just beating the shit out of like anybody who's coming near her. But there's a lot of them. So eventually they overwhelm her and Ruckus grabs her and he says, you've got a date with a man in a cape. Which I which guess I is Mr. Sinister. Sinister? But, yeah, like, he doesn't wear a cape. He wears like a bunch of like, I don't know. What are those fucking verbid dancers? That's what he wears. Yeah, but it's kind of a cape. I just thought it was interesting that so many of the language surrounding Sinister is like sexualized. Oh, I know. I, it's so good, though. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. So anyway, Slab is beating up Cyclops. And at one point he says, what did Mr. S ever see in you anyhow? And I just wrote down jealous. I know. Totally. What? I also want to know, like a Cyclops immediately is taken by Slab. And at first I was like, oh, maybe cyclops is doing that on purpose so they can get to xavier but no it just turns mm-hmm. out that cyclops sucks and the only person in this entire fight who did anything at all without their powers was storm and it's like storm should be the leader of the x-men she's the only one who's proved herself capable in any of the situations of all season two she like ran the x-men cyclops did diddly shit well also we already know storm as a character is like good at hand-to-hand fighting since she's always like going into the sewers and challenging people <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's what she does in her free time that's what she does that's what she does at a free time. So, you know, it seemed in character, I thought, for her to still be able to punch people. But you would think the rest of the X-Men would be a little better at it. And actually, Beast is not bad. There's a random shot here where Beast is, like, fighting, I think, the Yeti guy. Oh, and yeah, he, like, right. snaps a beam in half. And I, I was like... I forgot that Beast was here why? because he is fighting in the back. He has no lines after he's like, this is strange. And he just goes in the background. It's kind of like a he doesn't really. Blur. He's not really, like, in the episode. He's just kind of in the background of a few shots and disappears. Yeah, so we're like, is that Beast or is that Sonic the Hedgehog? We just saw a blur. <laughs> they could have easily taken away Beast's powers, and I think it would have been like more visually interesting to do that. And I don't know why they didn't. Right. Because they animate so much other stuff in this episode that is like impressive and incredible to look at. Like there's so many backgrounds. I was actually new say, backgrounds we've never seen before in this episode. And like they didn't I don't know. Yeah, just the a weird anim- choice. They, they did a lot of great animation in this, by they the way. Did. There's there's a lot of action sequences, and I thought it was really awesome. Yeah. So. It looks awesome. I think they get probably more budget for the season finales, so it definitely shows. So anyway, Hairbag comes up to Wolverine. And also that and he's werewolf like, dude. It'll be a pleasure ripping you apart. And Wolverine says, Good luck, pal. There's nothing mutant about these. And he pops his claws, but then he like moans in pain. Okay. Oh, wait, that's funny. They are, I, it's like, I just immediately sexualized that and Wolverine be like, There ain't nothing <laughs> mutant about these, but then just like dropping his pants and like. <laughs> just like revealing his, his testicles yeah. yeah uh you know that's also true he yeah. does that as well it's like an intimidation tactic and it works yeah right um, but then vertigo but shows then up and vertigo shows up yeah and she's got her powers and, which sort of is supposed to make things wonky and you like make people be like oh but honestly it just sounds like she's seducing them and that's her power it every does time. she sounds like a dominatrix because she starts commanding wolverine to get on his knees for her like repeatedly like, through wow. this episode she keeps repeating it yeah yeah you know she takes after Sinister. She sees an, a fellow Dom. She looks up to know, him. Right? She wants. She wants to become. Mr. One Sinister's herself. training them to be the perfect dominatrixes. This is where it all well, started. Well, some of them are made to be subs. And then, and then on their <laughs> on their off days, they all get together and the nasty boys with uh, Vertigo. They perform uh, Lady Marmalade from Moulin Rouge just for fun. <laughs> they, well, they're doing their they're practicing their dances for the bar that they're all opening up together. That needs so to be anyway, the next show we open. But anyway, <laughs> Wolverine manages to get away from Vertigo by leaping off the waterfall. I think the same waterfall that Xavier and Magneto yeah, leap off the, of at the very beginning of they this they whole friggin' landed. mess. I know. And also, I love that he does this because it's 
This is one of those moments that I thought that Wolverine actually had some quality screen time for the first time in this yeah. whole show where he is just he like... He gets a lot yeah, in this episode. Yeah, and he's really badass. He's like, I ain't got no powers, but I'm going to still jump off this waterfall anyway because, you know, he's smart and got away from all the mob of people when everybody was like, let's run into them. And Wolverine's like, no, fuck this. <laughs> oh, We're out no, I don't have my powers. What am I going to do? I know. And Wolverine is like, I don't care. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. And so he washes up on the beach, but, you know, he doesn't have a boyfriend with him. No. And so he just coughs Not to himself yet. and is like, I could use some mutant healing power right about now. But I got to keep on moving before they find me. And so Ruckus is up on the ledge still and he commands the pterodactyl guys to find Logan Logan sees him flying over the head and he's like, they don't waste their time and keeps running through the woods. Yep, And then Ruckus is back with them and he's like, Mr. Sinister has plans for you. And if you don't struggle, he'll let you live <laughs> on as his sex toys like us. <laughs> and he also says, you belong to Mr. Sinister now. And Cyclops says, no matter what Sinister has planned for us, we'll never belong to him. Oh and my I was God. Like, this, this is, is so gay. So it so feels sexual. like a fan fiction, yeah, it really but is. I love but, okay, so here's, it. So here's it's the fine. best part <laughs> is that in the previous episode, you know when Magneto and Xavier climbed to the top of that cliff and all mm-hmm. everyone was just standing there or like what the fuck? Once they again, they were standing there. They've just been standing there. Right, but it's... then then they walk over to the cliff and they remove some like plants and reveal that there's been a secret passageway like that entire fucking time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even get that. Oh, yeah. It was so it was fucking what's his face? Forearms. Goro. <laughs> Okay. It was Goro. Oh, <laughs> Goro from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah he's part of the Marvel Universe now. Yeah, I for, I totally missed that. I was probably like writing down a note and I didn't see them do that. Well, but maybe hey, laugh good to hard. have an explanation for how they keep getting back up on that exact cliff top and kidnapping people every single time any of the X-Men are there. Right, like they have their own secret passageway. So meanwhile, mm-hmm. back in the jungle, Wolverine is still running through it and he's being hunted. This is some really cool animation. It is. He's like, doing like sh- the next like flips. two, three minutes is like completely new backgrounds we've never seen. And like the pterodactyls are flying overhead and we see these guys firing arrows at him. Wolverine's doing the guys like on the pterodactyls flips. look kind of like Vikings. Like they're like, I don't know who these guys are supposed to be. Like I do you do we ever find out who these guys are? Beast are they Rider. just guys? I don't know. <laughs> just like I was Beast like, Rider. are these guys supposed to be from the Savage Land? Yeah, I think that, and is, I think that is the implication is that they're from the Savage Land, but they're now serving Mister Sinister because they don't want to be. I in guess prison. they are because I think they're just human because later. Wolverine can like somewhat overpower them but anyway um so there he manages to outrun them and then he runs into like a little raptor yeah a dinosaur I think this is funny because he pops his claws it's at so them but funny. then he doesn't use them instead he just sort of like jumps up on the raptor and gives it a noogie and then walks away yeah, he like tries to choke the raptor and then like realizes out. he can't and just like starts running away. I interpreted this as like Logan is just really tired and he's just like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't but know it doesn't even do matter right because then a T Rex stops out and comes to eat the other dinosaur. Wolverine's just like, fuck. I'm just going to keep booking it. Yeah, it's great. It's very much like you don't have to outrun the T-Rex. You just have to outrun the, the slowest person no. in your group, <laughs> yeah, which in right. this case is another smaller T-Rex. I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, then Kazar yeah. and Zabu are wa- watching Wolverine, and Wolverine mm-hmm. smells them, which I was like, wait, does he still have his smelling powers? But that's explained because then Wolverine pops out of the bushes behind <laughs> Kazar, and Wolverine's <laughs> like, I don't like being followed, and you need a shower. 
And Kazar's yeah, like, like, I guess Kazar smells so strongly oh that even God. with human senses, Wolverine is like, someone's here, which, all right. Whatever. Fine. And then Kazar is back to his stupid bullshit. Okay, this is just like Kazar, like, got so close to freeing his friends and just fucking left because I thought he was getting back up, but turns out he's just still yelling at people in the jungle because then Kazar is like, don't pretend you don't know me, mutant. Your people enslaved my people. I'm like, we're back to this again? Like, what the fuck? You don't even know if he's yeah. a mutant just because he's wearing yeah. a like a ridiculous well, costume. Well, I guess he has the claws. I guess I don't know if he had them popped at that point That's or true. not. No, I think he pops them out again. But Wolverine's just like, I've got some dudes on my tail right now. I so don't <laughs> yeah. have time for this bullshit. And Kazar's like, then perish. And then they like <laughs> fall on the ground and like they don't fight. They just like fuck for a minute there. I don't know. Yeah, they just kind of like wrestle around a little bit Very and like get, get their, each other's their bearings. Sweat is glistening off of them, and I'm like, okay, so Wolverine's fucking. Now. <laughs> he's just he's just testing him out. He's just seeing how strong he man is. Yeah. And and he, and he says, mind your own business, which is funny because it's like childish. <laughs> I know. And so then um, Zabu hops in and gets Wolverine off of there because right. now it's two against one. And Wolverine's just a just a mere human. And Wolverine corrects the record and is like, one thing I don't have is a master. I mean, and Kazar goes, you don't belong to Sinister? And Wolverine goes, belong to him. I'm here to rip him a new navel, which I really assumed whoa. he was going to say new asshole. I, mean, but I think that's what they want to do, but. But, you know, I know. So they decide to team up immediately. I want no more I fighting. Like how Wolverine is all like, I've got no master. And I'm like, mm, well, <laughs> I definitely feel like you would do whatever Jean ever told you yeah. to do. And like, oh, yeah. she is your master. And she like she would be like putting on her bondage gear and taking you to bed as the Dark Phoenix. And you would be into well, that. Well, that's just he doesn't have a master because he can't get Gene to agree to do that. And instead, he just has to elaborately try to get Morph to do it. And Morph isn't really interested. So Wolverine's kind of the master of that relationship yeah, yeah, in yeah. a sense. And I know. I like how Gene Grey just becomes the Dark Phoenix and tortures everyone but Wolverine. And Wolverine's like, me, torture me. I want to be tortured. And she's like, I'll just eat this planet instead. And Wolverine's like, I think like, because no. she knows that that is the ultimate torture for him is to not be tortured. Ooh, I like that. I like that. All right. Anyway. So one of these so pterodactyls, pterodactyls show up with more up. people flying on them. And Kazar does this like flying cartwheel into the pterodactyl while Wolverine this just like This is more really cool animation. Yeah. Like it's it's like a pterodactyl fight in the air that they would have had to have animated from total scratch, I guess. Like the pterod- like Kazar jumps on top of somebody else's pterodactyl and he's flying around and they're like dog fighting in the air with these pterodactyls. It's cool. I was impressed. Yeah. And so the guy eventually falls into a lake and and Kazar lands after this stunning sequence and goes to Logan and is like, let's attack the Citadel yeah. now that I have a pterodactyl. And Logan is like, attack is one of my favorite words. And then Kazar and Wolverine get on top of the pterodactyl and Wolverine yep. puts his arms around Kazar. And I'm like, this reminds me so much. First of all, it's really fucking gay. Secondly, it, is. it reminds me of the He-Man movie where fucking... He Man's writing and yeah, Bo's on the back of him. I'm like, oh my yep. god, this is yeah, this is that's like me one back. of Ryan's favorite screenshots to just have around. Oh yeah, is, it's like I had it on my desktop for a little them. while because I was just like, there is because <laughs> that screenshot specifically of He Man is like Bo writing and holding on to He Man, who's writing like a magical unicorn, and there's like a rainbow going over them. I'm like. There's no way that they did not intentionally make this gay. Like, this I don't know. Is so I don't gay. know. I haven't revisited He Man. I feel like She Ra is pretty gay, but you know, they're both pretty gay. More... And they're both still pretty good to revisit, but that's a different show. Yeah. We could do that after the Mutant Ages. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So as they fly <laughs> when off, we're in, a thousand years. Yeah, old. exactly. When they fly off into the sunset, Kazar's like, "Zabu, you can't come with us. But if we die, avenge us." And Zabu's just like, <laughs> "What's just the sitting fuck? there like, why do I follow this guy around? Like, why am I even involved here?" And Zabu, it's a good question. I know Zabu. I, it's like fucking the Disney animals that all get paired up with like the hero, and all of them just like sit there and like what? Like, <laughs> are they like, why am I here? <laughs> They could all do better. Yeah. So anyway, Sinister has Cyclops in a cage. A literal cage. Oh my god. He goes, I trust your defeat wasn't too tiring. And Cyclops goes, skip the small talk, Sinister. Oh my god. Mr. Sinister Sinister has like a huge fucking He has a huge monologue and I didn't write any of it down. I wrote wrote it down. I wrote down some of it. Um, So he says to Cyclops, your eyes can destroy, but they cannot see. I wrote that down and that was it. Okay, over dramatic. <laughs> and then he turns to Xavier and he says, You would rather fawn over humankind in hopes of a sniveling code existence. And then he turns to Magneto and he says, Or fight among yourselves to prepare for a war you cannot win, unless you're willing to force your mutations to the next stage. And then they're like, as your slaves? And he's like, as my creations, as my gift to the world, the mutant powers of all combined in each. Oh, wow. Then we still don't quite know what he means by that, but he singles out Jean Grey and Scott Summers. And I swear this line is sexual. He says, all my life I've waited to create with you. Oh, which, my God. That I is know. a euphemism if I've ever heard I one. Know. But what he means Cyclops. is like using their... Come? Yeah, he's like really saying that to Cyclops. Cyclops. Like he says Gene first, but then is like just staring at Cyclops you know really for that funny? entire sentence. I think this show started off like I mean, we did start off sort of PG thirteen and quickly went to Raider R, but I feel like the past three episodes has been like the NC seventeen range because like we're just like I also feel like these episodes explain like why we feel this way about this <laughs> show. Because <laughs> this is Sinister like the show that we saw. Mr. Sinister know? helped us come out of the closet, or at least he did for me. I don't know about you, but <laughs> uh, during this, by the way, Mr. Sinister's walking around, and every single time he takes a step, we hear like high heels clicking, and I'm like, is he wearing high heels? He's totally wearing high so. heels. I hope so. I hope so. He looks perfect. He, He's I amazing. Know. Then he explains that he has this machine that can sort of combine different mutants, genetic code, aka come into I, oh my God. super mutants. Um, and Magneto is like weirdly okay with his powers getting harvested because he's like the first one on the chopping block and he's like, do it, I don't care, and is like being brave or whatever. And so Sinister shoots this beam at him to harvest his genetic code, and Xavier is like, Sinister, you're destroying you're hurting him. hurting my boyfriend. <laughs> and Sinister is like, what do you care, Xavier? And I was like, don't you know they're dating? And they're also, dating, I think Sinister would sort of be like, he does, He wouldn't even try to save you. So I mean, Yeah, but I don't know that that's true. Actually, the think, two of them I have been saving each around. other for like the past two weeks, you know? I think if somebody but, was not going to save somebody from that situation, it would be Xavier because he's the real bad guy. He's trashed. Professor Xavier it's is true. trash. I mean, I guess it's kind of a toss-up as to whether Xavier or Magneto would save each other in these situations. Like yeah. sometimes they do, but other times they're both like no i'm gonna be emotionally manipulative towards you today I they don't have a great relationship i know, I know. it's they, they really need some therapy <laughs> they do get those two into a couple's counselor Please. anyway so vertigo Ma- stands up vertigo, and she's all yeah like, vertigo is the one who's getting infused with magneto's power which i don't know how that any of this works by the pumped. way 
I don't either, and I don't understand how her powers work now, but I barely they, they did before, so whatever. People, like, instantly orgasm, because she then shoots her powers into the cage of X-Men, and there's just, like, a full minute of, minute of them going, oh, and, like, falling to the ground, and, like, and they're all, like, covered in, like, glowy, sparkly rainbows, I know, which I was, like, like collapsing into Gambit, she's like, oh, Gambit, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is her power now? I don't know what it is. I, mean, I guess I it's like it electromagnetic is, like, fields it's just, like, combined with dizziness. Moan. That's all I know. I don't know. I guess it's hurting them, but we don't see how, and they don't die, so I don't know what it's doing. So there's a quick shot of Kazar and Logan landing on the top of the Citadel, and Wolverine just uses his claws to cut open the door. So we're like, great, they're there, except they take like 15 minutes to get there. I also thought it was really funny that nobody was guarding this door. It's just there's empty, like I guess. 20 people working for Mr. Sinister, and literally none of them are guarding guarding the citadel they're just and all i guess none there. of them are guarding like any of the hallways that kazar and well, logan walked down to get to have, there like a massive orgy because that's what they think's happening here well all the exciting stuff is happening in this one dungeon room so you can't really blame them for like being voyeurs that's i i know it's, it's I where mean, all they, the shit's going down trained to think and then meanwhile rogue's like i'm frightened gambit i don't know how to fight <laughs> without them without my powers again it's like Gambit loves you. And then they make and out. he kisses her. Finally, they get to kiss without Gambit dying or whatever. Or figuring out that it's Morph or any number of other things. Well, maybe she'll still be like that. Be like, wow, kissing actually sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. That would be really funny if they stopped kissing and they were like, wow, we are not compatible as a couple. <laughs> we are both gay. Whoa. <laughs> That's actually how the scene ends. And then That's the nasty the boys take ends. Rogue away. Yeah. <laughs> they take her out of the cage. Okay, so they put Rogue into bondage now. And Mr. Sinister's mm-hmm. like, so beautiful, so strong. <laughs> that isn't yet. You're skipping ahead. Okay, well, First, fine. what happens is Kazar and Logan split up. They're oh, down right. in I some random corridor. And Kazar is like, I'm going to go find my people. There's a bunch of weird machines over there. And Logan is like, that's where the X-Men are going to be. Because <laughs> Sinister is definitely putting them into those weird machines. So they split up. And Logan, I guess, is just going to head into the situation completely alone. So anyway, Sinister says to Rogue, so beautiful and yet so strong. And, and Logan appears, appears in the doorway. And he goes, well, I always did think I was kind of cute. Nice of you to mention it. Like, which is like the best part of the so- Okay, Wolverine being like, Mr. Sinister, please hit on me. And then also be like, (laughs) I know I'm hot. And I'm like, oh, Wolverine to me. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, But what's stupid, though, is that Logan, like, didn't have a plan here at all. Like, he just immediately gets overpowered by the nasty boys. They all just, like, like, zip up and beat the shit out of him. Right? Like, Wolverine is smart because he's got, like, his instinct. So his instinct during that earlier fight was to get away and go as far away as possible. But now his instinct is to fight. Like, he doesn't... I mean, do you ever see Wolverine plan? Like, you really don't. Like, no, I know. I, I mean, this is classic anyway. Wolverine. Like, it's definitely in character for him to just barge in and be like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But he, he kind of doesn't. It takes him a while at any rate. Well, so the nasty boys overpower him. But then meanwhile, we see a quick shot of Kazar going down and rescuing his wife and her pals. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you like how this whole scene set up Shauna <laughs> to be so sexual? Because she no, sees I, I Kazar coming like it, in actually, and Shauna's just like... Like, mention it. Oh, you who guard. And she like sticks out her <laughs> boobs a little bit. And then Kazar sneaks out and knocks him out. And they're reunited. And that's her only line. And also the last I time I really see her. So I know. It's rough. 
So but then, it's like a two-second scene, so whatever. It's pretty forgettable. But going back to Vertigo, who's now using her powers and seducing Wolverine, she's again screaming, Neil, bend the knee, Neil! <laughs> she's also saying, become one of the master's slaves. Oh and Wolverine God. goes, you'll have to kill me first, which is, you know, as classic as Wolverine. As like Mr. Sinister is just fucking standing there with his hands on his hips. He's just not, he's just like... Aww, I mean, honestly, yeah. I think he's just enjoying. Yeah, he's enjoying all the torture, on. and he's like kind of jerking it a little yeah. bit. So um, then Kazar and his friends all rush in, okay, and they also the don't have a plan. Shit. They just <laughs> all know. run in, and Ruckus screams, and then they like get shut out, and that's the end of that. Like within two seconds, yeah. like Ruckus just blasts them out, and Brainchild shuts the door in their face, and they never <laughs> come back. And it's like the funniest thing ever. I don't even know if it's supposed to be funny, but it is. Oh but while God. that's happening, Wolverine takes advantage of the moment and quickly cuts off all the handcuffs off of Xavier and Magneto and Morph, right. which is helpful and a good example of Wolverine going on instincts in a, in a fight right um and so xavier is like okay let's destroy the machines and then he does and his legs immediately stop working they destroy the machines and everyone everyone's like showing off their powers like going oh my powers are back yeah, and then and xavier screams and xavier's like my legs also his down. legs are like glowing yeah which again i'm like what are his powers powers and what is the explanation for <laughs> I think him it's being actually a wheelchair on the show related to the shadow king which i think they oh. even try to hint at on this show but then they like i don't know like they gave up on maybe that. that was why i had like a dim memory slash theory last time where i was like maybe he was in a fight on the astral plane and that was what caused it i feel like maybe that's a memory i have i don't know we'll see i guess well the shadow what king happens. and xavier go way back forever and like, but i mean on this show maybe that's the yeah, explanation well, that's, what I, that's what i'm saying i'm like i'm going into philosophically i'm like well the shadow cane is known for fighting well, in the comics, you watch yes. Legion? <laughs> no, it's like, but i i don't know what this show chooses to adapt or not so anyway true. cyclops uses his eye beams to open up the cage and starts playing the x-men theme song da -da 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 -da, yep. and rogue tosses slab around Dude, with her powers this scene is intense because she throws slab into gorgeous george and slab just gets sucked into gorgeous george and gambit throws a card at gorgeous a george card at them. and just like yeah. kills him like he just explodes we don't gorgeous george is gone after that he just blows up into like is he actually jack. gone you could be right he doesn't I didn't show think up he was again gone, in that episode but... it was just like he was gone he turned into suntan lotion Wow. I, I guess you could be right. Um, so Storm throws some lightning at the machines, and then Jean, meanwhile, is using her telekinesis to make a shield for herself and Xavier, while, like, one of the mutates is just beating on a shield with a hammer. <laughs> I think it's barbarous. I think it is, yeah. And so then Magneto um, takes him out, and then he takes out Vertigo, but then Sinister finally decides to stop standing around. And he, and like, shoots like, everyone. I guess I'll get involved. He's just, like, yeah, and he just including Vertigo. He's just like, fuck this. This is yeah. stupid. And he, like, takes off Magneto's helmet and pushes him onto the ground and is like you denied the future so you shall not live to see it but then cyclops remembers that he's the only person who can fight sinister and so he goes over and gets involved <laughs> took him this whole like, time thanks cyclops starts blasting him with his eye beams and he's like i warned you before to leave us alone which oh is like such a God. scott line <laughs> and sinister says i can't i won't the world needs and Cyclops blast him again. And this is kind of funny because it's like Scott egging Sinister on and being like, what was that? I don't think I heard you. But like anytime Sinister tries to respond, he just keeps blasting him, which I was like, wow. Sometimes, all right. sometimes Cyclops could be funny. It, yeah, it was like a rare moment of Cyclops like being kind of 
I don't know, like taunting somebody and like throwing his powers in their face, which usually Scott is like very official about things. Right. At least on this show. He can be a real egotist in the comics, but. Well, you know, know. actually he's just an egotist across the board, but you know. Well, we we get a little flash of that in this fight. And so then Sinister is talking to Gene and Scott and he's like, I must have you both must use. And then he gets blasted out to the balcony of the Citadel. So Mr. Sinister uses this moment to turn Morph's brain chip back on and Morph just Mm -hmm. immediately becomes evil and he pulls a gun out of a fucking dashboard and Cyclops <laughs> yep. and Mr. Sinister are just, Cyclops and Sinister are just shooting, shooting beams each other. at each other. I know. It's all, it's actually really crazy. Like, it's a it very is. fast It's scene. a cool fight. I, I enjoyed watching oh, it. Oh, me too. But it was just like sheer chaos. And Morph shoots Xavier. Then he goes to shoot Cyclops. But then Xavier is like, he gets it to his brain. And he's like, remember, Morph, Morph. you're an X-Men. Do the right thing. And Morph's like, I'm an X-Men. And then he, like, fucking shoots Mr. Sinister. And Mr. Sinister just shatters into a billion pieces. Which, I don't know how that works. From, like, from the what gun. is this gun? I don't, I don't even understand what happened there. I mean, I know Mr. Sinister is somebody who breaks the laws of physics, but I don't know I what think, the fuck happened. I think possibly what happened here is that Sinister just messed with them and made himself explode into a million pieces intentionally, because what then happens is that Brainchild, like, runs over and tries to pick up the Mr. Sinister pieces, because he's like, oh no, <laughs> Master! But and Mr. It's Sinister's funny. all like, the future cannot be defeated so easily. And yeah, then we see his and remains the pieces start, are, like, swirling reconfiguring. around. Yeah. yeah, and then Jean is like, like, yes, it can. And she tries to use her telekinesis to, like, send the pieces off into space. Uh, and she's I don't like, think it was space. that'll I think it was stop just, him. I think she was just taking it and scattering it all over the Savage Land. That's what I think I was mean, happening. maybe? Also, I the smartest thing she's done going. in this entire episode. Because was Yeah, like, it's like the only time she does anything. Yeah. So I appreciated it. Me too. But anyway. Uh, so Morph um, is released Morph from Mr. Collapses. Sinister's <laughs> Yeah, and then Sauron is like, well, fuck this. It just pushes the self-destruct button. And then I they, thought that was really funny. It was like it was so like fast. Somewhere Sauron is like, you know what? I'm going to shut this down. And he just like presses his self-destruct Oh my button. God. And the entire building starts exploding and everybody's like, oh uh. shit, we got to get out of here. And so they escape on the Blackbird. Really funny and shot in here. I thought Magneto was going to die or something. I don't know. Me too. Me too. There's a part where Magneto is like pushing away a bunch of rocks. But so there's a really funny shot in here where Storm randomly opens the door and Kazar and all the villagers are just standing <laughs> behind it. Did you see that? It's like a one second shot. Like, they were they just didn't like try still... to do anything beyond being shut out. They were just standing there being like, trick or treat. We it still was just want our really candy. funny because I had completely forgotten they were there, but I'm sure there was like an editor's note when they were making this episode being like, you need to explain what happened to Kesar and the rest of the village before this part ends so that the kids know they didn't die. So they just like quickly show that shot of Storm like opening the door and being like, hey guys, Let's and then show the blackbird flying away. Yeah. Anyway. So we go back to Kesar's village and Xavier. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a stupid shot because Xavier is in his chair talking to Magneto and Magneto's floating next to him, but he's floating like an inch off the ground and i was I like know, it's just him showing off i know he's like you can float in your chair i can also float slightly Watch above this. the ground and i'm like, just like why are they both floating all right anyway so then xavier is like <laughs> it will take time to repair what sinister destroyed but my x-men did what i always hoped in my absence they can carry they on can together carry on. when we return yeah, i was home. like yeah they can I they know. can Xavier. don't go back with them when we return home i will be able to remove the device sinister implanted in morph but removing the psychic damage will take longer. Will take longer. Better brainwash like, yeah, this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
poorly for morph is how this is gonna go <laughs> i don't uh, even remember what happens i don't think i, I don't think he's just gone after this or he may have yeah, like some I, thought that morph, I don't recall him ever being a major character beyond yeah this. i thought he was gonna die again like in my head i was like doesn't he die a second time oh, and he yeah, doesn't come back or like, something and then each time he <laughs> every single time he comes back he comes <laughs> back as time morph Jean, comes back, he dies. just to fuck yes. with wolverine all right, anyway. I don't know. I mean, he's not dead yet. They show Wolverine and Cyclops like loading him on a gurney into the Blackbird. So I guess he's still alive. Maybe. Anyway, I know he shows so up at the So then at the end, finale. Xavier is like trying to get Magneto to come join the X-Men again. Yeah. And Magneto says, that can never be. We each have our own work. Only the future can prove which one of us is right. And then he like dramatically flies away. It's, and just, like, like, All right. it's just like Xavier being like, don't you want to try being in a relationship together? Magneto says, Magneto's like, like, honestly, have you met you? Because... <laughs> also, all the X-Men are super annoying and I don't want to deal with this every day. I want to go find a rock in space and live on it. Yeah, for real. Okay, so I'm that, on Magneto's let's side. Let's get to the very end of this, which is bonkers. I but know. It's fucking, okay, first so of all, we first, have Sauron standing Sauron. on a cliff and he's like, the savage land is cleansed of outsiders. <laughs> now it's the, the true future begins. And he flies yeah, away. Yeah, which I guess implies that he thinks he's going to be the leader now. And we're like, I mean, oh, great. The, the savage land is that, constantly that is run by some asshole. But then. Then, then. then all the sand <laughs> turns into Mr. Sinister's face on the beach. And he just starts <laughs> laughing. Yep, just the sand on the beach. It's like not even becomes... the pieces of Mr. Sinister. It just turns out that Mr. Sinister is the savage land. I guess. I don't know. I just. I think it's funny though that I used to always make jokes when I was a teenager about Mr. Sinister's face just appearing in things. I forgot that like act that actually happened here and that it came from somewhere and I started laughing so fucking hard. I was like, I started laughing too because like as soon as I saw it, I like remembered previously seeing it and thinking that it was funny then, <laughs> and then just being like, oh my god, like I suddenly remember this shot. I don't know. It was fun. I I feel like we watched these specific episodes. We did. Like semi recently i don't, I don't know. know i think we I just think we watched them Mr. at like Sinister. the x-men apocalypse party possibly oh so. you're probably right okay so for our viewers whenever there's a new x-men film up no matter which one is released and how terrible it is we get our entire x-men we, we all go yeah there's like every basically like the basis of atomic blue productions goes so there's like mm -hmm. 10 of us all the people that everybody knows yeah pretty much it was like you, me, Mary Ellen, all the cast of Gino. <laughs> yeah. So and then that the was cast of Demon. And then Katie's there. All right. So anyway, we, we do this thing where we all meet up at one of her houses, usually Katie's these days. And we decorate the And we just watch place. cartoons we watch and like try cartoon. to psych ourselves up for a movie that it, these days is usually not good, but they used to be amazing. Oh, like, God. I mean, have you? Okay, maybe so someday. Have you heard oh, that Dark right Phoenix now? movie? Oh, I was just going to say the Dark Phoenix movie. It's like. Please, MCU, I, I understand you have your own problems, but please get the X-Men out of Fox. No. Save them. Like, Save them. Please do that. Curl them into space like Jean Grey tries to do with Although Sinister's apparently face. apparently the MCU did buy Deadpool, and so they're going to try and warp at least Ryan Reynolds in there. I called that. You did. I called I it. I was like, there's no way they would do that. The point is, should we try to do politics Are section about this episode? politics? <laughs> I mean, there's politics of the Savage Land. That's that's true. Yes, I I actually thought that this episode could maybe serve as a good counterpoint to something that I brought up at like the very beginning of this show, which was about how like if you use mutants as a metaphor for like 
racism or homophobia is like the pretty common metaphor that's used a lot, at least on this show. It falls apart when the mutants are actually really dangerous. And when you like acknowledge the fact that they actually do have superpowers and that like marginalized people don't have powers. So like it doesn't, it's not to say the bigotry makes sense per se, but like it does change things. So like when, when Sinister was doing his monologue to Xavier where he was like, you would rather fawn over humankind in hopes of a sniveling coexistence and like making fun of Magneto also for obviously Magneto tries to build armies as well, but he doesn't do it the way Sinister does where Sinister is like, no, the fact that we're more powerful than other humans is a good thing, which Magneto agrees with. Magneto is like, we're more powerful. We should abandon humans and stop trying to live with them. Fuck them. But Sinister takes it to another level and is like, not only are we already more powerful, we could use genetic engineering to become even more <laughs> powerful than feel, humans. Like, and like more powerful like than other Apocalypse mutants. Kept saying, but he did yeah, it's apocalypse but Apocalypse... Uh, Apocalypse just kind of wants to kill everyone, yeah. including mutants. Sinister doesn't really want that. He wants to be, like, a dictator right. and run a sex cult and, like, all of these he things. He just wants to turn the entire world into his personal, like, strip club. I think that's what he wants. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about that and, like, how... Just the overall metaphor for how these characters are also oppressed by society is like it kind of strains under the weight of the storyline because Sinister actually is terrifying. So like, if this happened in real life, you'd be like, well, clearly we do have a reason to be worried about these mutants because they're like sexual predators who are trying to collect a gay sex army. Like Mr. Sinister and like the Nasty Boys are like the metaphor for like the drag scene and also sort of like and also like gay people as predatory and like scary and that like they are presented in this way and that they're like the only way we can deal with everybody else that's not our kind of people is by becoming more powerful than powerful them. Powerful than them? Yeah, but like as far as I know in real life, no gay people have created no, that's not like, true, but I do, a I do. machine that makes them more powerful. But if anybody out there knows about that, please let us know and we'll get in the machine because who yeah. oh boy, give yeah. me those superpowers. Seriously. Uh but I just I feel I feel like that's a bad metaphor for that. And I think it's I think for yeah. somebody like Gorgeous George where I think it that is sort of almost like it a trans character i would say is like i don't i don't want to put them in because he's like light. he's like bendy and stuff and well, it's sort of an androgynous yeah he's androgynous character. and he doesn't really have a gender like a like his body name is, yeah his yeah name is George, i mean i think anytime like, you have characters that can like change their form right. you are supposed to call to mind like gender fluidity and mr sinister is also is not that on this show but we know in the comics that he is so there's that if you're a comics fan and you're watching this you have that in mind too right so it, i think it does like you say i think it complicates the metaphor and i think it's not because it's doing both things it's doing the thing where it's like Oh, here's here's the oppressed people, but then here's the other oppressed people that are like going to like enslave everyone, which is also fucking crazy. I mean, it's really it's tough because I still really enjoy Mr. Sinister, but I I recognize that he represents like a trope that has problems, which we've talked about a lot, but like. It, there's a reason why watching the Friends of Humanity episodes, I'm like scared and sad. Right. But when I watch Mr. Sinister, I'm like, this would never happen because there's no equivalent of this in real life. I there's mean, no there like, should situation. Be. Maybe there should be Mr. Sinister where... walking around and be like, everyone needs to be wearing <laughs> bondage gear at all times. 
and yeah, I like need to. De- no, they're all like, my slaves. Gay totalitarianism, where like now suddenly everyone is part of the gay sex cult, and like everyone has to work for Mister Sinister's drag bar. I, like that's I not feel a like thing. Mister Sinister would do well in like the Wishverse of Buffy. <laughs> I think he would do well there. Yeah, he would. He definitely feels like a character that's from there. Or like any, wow, or, deep cut. I was gonna say like are um any of those old like super goth films we're into like you know like underworld or any of that shit where everyone's just like ridiculously <laughs> goth and like or the blade series or blade's good i like blade yeah but, um, i mean well this came out in the 90s so it was like the height of that stuff yeah, you know yeah and, i mean he is that kind of character i mean it's kind of great so it is great and i i think i still appreciate these episodes just from a perspective of being like joyful campy fun and kind of like a fun palate cleanser after the more serious friends of humanity things that we've seen which i still really enjoyed but yeah i don't know anyway that that's the only politics that i was thinking about in this episode which i still really love there's also like the politics the very basic politics of like the savage land and who like there's obviously all these different tribes but yeah, you know, I feel like but they're, they're all, all white people. I, know. <laughs> I feel like this. They're white people or dinosaurs, Maddie. Excuse me. They are. You're right. Dinosaurs are. No, I can't even go <laughs> any further with that. I guess I'll say I didn't realize until last time when you were summarizing Kazar's backstory and we like didn't get into it. I didn't realize that he was like not originally from the island and like went there and then became a superhero. But then also which is was like, like, nobody can be on this island. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, you're not like, from this here This is either, my dude. island and I'm from here. And it's like, dude, aren't you from like England or something? Yeah. Like, didn't you colonize this? So I think there might be maybe something interesting there, but I'm not familiar enough with Kazar to like really make that argument. But I know it's a stereotype to have like a white character suddenly land in like a foreign place and be like, I can protect these people better than they've ever done before jungle which to jungle. we already we're have seen on this dart. yeah there's jungle to jungle but there's also like wolverine on this show where he goes to alaska and suddenly he's the only one who knows how to fish you oh know God, that's so, like terrible like, don't get me started on that fucking shit again <laughs> well this is not that it's not as bad as that because i don't know what this show i don't even think the show's trying to do that because everybody on the island is just like white and also wearing like tarzan clothes like sexy sexy tarzan clothes so i don't know it's more just like a weird whitewashed also, tropical thing from? like like we're it, i don't yeah think like are they all from england in the comic books like, why are, are there dinosaurs well, I've been going back just for fun and like reading some old comics about Sauron and stuff. So oh, yeah. I, Sauron's a fun I've been character, enjoying honestly. those and I haven't yet come to any explanation about the Savage Line characters, but I did just read the comic about Sauron's ridiculous backstory. So that was fun. Oh, good. How did you react to that? Well, did you know that he's actually named after the Lord of the Rings character? Because I didn't. I did. <laughs> That was pretty obvious. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was like a weird coincidence. But no, (laughs) he literally named himself after Sauron. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Nope, does not. So do we want to do... I don't even know. No, I mean, I'm good. That's that's all the politics for me. Well, we can jump into Who's That X-Men. It's pretty short. It's not, okay. It is not Sauron. Okay. Well, I could have done a Sauron one this well, week, we, we I guess. Well, we can do it next time. We'll, <laughs> okay. we'll just do one episode of The Mutant Ages that's literally just you explaining who Sauron is, and that's it. There's I, no... I barely can. It's just I just read that one comment. But anyway, <laughs> let's do the segment. You ready? Who's that X-Men? Pokemon. 
Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch the X-Men. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you like that? That's my new uh, hit single. I really liked it. I'm going to put it in It's going to blow your album out of the water, the one about breakups. It's just going to be me screaming, <laughs> gotta catch gonna the X-Men repeatedly. X-Men. all of the Pokemon CD songs, but with the X-Men characters swapped in. So, Wait, okay, that I know that really we came funny. here to do Who's That X-Men, but now I really want to write a poker rap. On the rap. road to Asteroid M. <laughs> I was going to say we should do the poker rap with, like, listing off all the fucking X-Men. Rogue, Gambit, Savior, Magneto. <laughs> Perfect. Jean Grey, Cyclops, Wolverine, Morph. That doesn't rhyme at all. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, God. All right. Poke rap. Greatest rap of all it time. Is, Continue. It's going to become an X-Men single pretty soon. Uh, don't steal mm-hmm, our ideas. Mm-hmm. We just trademarked <laughs> yeah, them. Nope, if- copy Copyright, copyright me nature. Yep. All right, there we go. Um, okay, so today we're going into Vertigo because I feel like she was the only character oh, wow. um, that had any, like, like why did we choose Vertigo, you know? Like, why mm-hmm. why was she I don't know if she's going to come episode? back again, so we may as well talk about her now. I don't think she does. I know she appears in, like, the other series, but I don't know if she comes back in this one. Um, okay, so uh, Vertigo was a native of the Savage Land who obtained superhuman powers at a young age by genetic engineering because she was part of the Savage Land mutates that were empowered by Magneto. She has the power to make people dizzy or unconscious, and she can also induce them to have nausea because she's making them fucking dizzy. Vertigo <laughs> then joined Mr. Sinister's Marauders and participated in the Morlock Massacre. And that's where I originally knew her from, is because I knew she was part of the Marauders for a while. Right. Uh, during this time, Vertigo was cloned and killed multiple times by Mr. Sinister, along with all the Marauders. So we don't actually know if the current Vertigo is a real one or a clone. But to be honest, like, isn't everyone a clone in the X-Men universe? Yeah, like, it doesn't even matter. Like, what? That I'm doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure all the X-Men are just clones, too. Um, yeah. She was later sent to fight the X-Men, where she was seemingly killed, but she actually didn't die, and she returned to the Savage Land with the Mutates. Uh, she worked with the Mutates to fight against a territorial grab by the Saurons, which I think is what was being implied at the end of this episode and ah. it was her powers that led them to victory against the Saurons. are there any more episodes of this show that are about the savage land no or? i don't think so i think this was it okay and then she reappears later as part of the reformed marauders and during the messiah complex when everybody was chasing after the baby hope mm-hmm, the marauders mm-hmm. are searching for hope and during a battle in alaska vertigo and scrambler are taken out by a storm Eventually, Vertigo is eaten by a predator, predator X, and she was dead. Until a clone of Vertigo is still alive and running around and was last seen in the X-Force. So we don't know anything about whether now it's the real Vertigo anymore, or if the real Vertigo's in, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, sleeper cell. I, we don't know. We just know that there's different Vertigos running around. <laughs> and that's I mean, it. It sounds very comics-y. Yeah. Like, if they want her to come back for a storyline, they can always just be like, Sinister had another clone of her, so we're going to yoink her out and toss her into this comic. Yeah. It's always, like, good to have a backup plan. Pretty much. Um, and so that's it. That's our that's Vertigo. <laughs> wow, that was really short. Well, sometimes well, we keep it short. Great job. Thanks. You know, I didn't know anything about her, and now I know I'm everything always, I, don't I need know. to know. I know. Perfect. <laughs> We could live in the perfect society now in the Savage Land. For whatever reason, I, I even as a kid, I was always fascinated by Vertigo. And I think it's just because she looked so fucking weird and she had weird powers. And like, yeah, every single time she, she appeared does have a fun disco series, outfit. Yeah, I always like wanted to see her in one of the X films. I don't know. She's just one of those characters that like I would super hone in on and be like, this character is really cool. I wish we'd seen more of her in the same way that I love Ruckus, where I'm just like, this character is so weird and unique and we never see anything else about them. Like, 
Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, too, because, like, Mr. Sinister is still totally a character in the comics oh, yeah. who does stuff all the time. I, but they... the Nasty Boys are just gonzo, and, like, the rest of the characters who are Mr. Sinister's henchmen are, like, fun, and you'd think they would come back around more. And there's obviously, like, room for Vertigo in Mr. Sinister's lineup, so... Right, and I feel I like... Know. I don't know. I think Marvel just needs to realize that they need to hire me so I can write some comic <laughs> books that bring the Nasty Boys back into the pages of the X-Men along with uh, Vertigo and hopefully Sage. Oh my god, yeah. Although Sage, I mean, has Sage not done anything in a while? Oh, See, it's this been is, like a decade. Know. because she, Okay, so she was running around with the, um, fuck, what is it called? The Exiles, and she was eventually hit the center of like all universes ever become a supercomputer to keep them running basically i mean that's like my translation she's so of what happened. cool but from what i understand that's where she's been for a long time but from what i understand um the current editor for the x-men comic books is going to get sage back into the main storyline so you were tweeting about that and i, I was, was like i was oh. pretty excited i was like sage needs to be here right now where is sage i miss sage sage is cool she's i like sage badass anyway so should we rate the episode yeah I think I'm going to give it a four. I, I mean, I really loved it, but there's no like actual substantial, you know, like it's not as it's fun, but it's not it as is fun. fun as the I last think, episode. I think I'll give it a 4.5 just because I really enjoyed the animation of it. Yeah, and I was like, I don't have any impressed. problems with it. It's not like top tier, you know what I mean? But it's still really good and fun it's to really watch. good. I was like, I was really enjoying it. I feel like the first two seasons of this show overall, like if we were to rate them, I've really enjoyed them, and I I'm waiting for the show to go downhill now. Like, are we about to plunge into the darkness? I like, think so. is this the I end? Don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't feel like there's a lot of. Oh wait, no, the next season is entirely about the Phoenix. Like, that... yeah, but I feel like I mostly remember those episodes being screaming. But <laughs> you're not wrong. We really it's liked screaming. a Rogue's Tale. It's it's mostly screaming between Xavier and Jean Grey. Jean Grey screams, then Xavier screams, then Jean Grey screams again. The Banshee is I there, know, he'll scream, and then Wolverine also screams for Jean, and then Jean's screaming again. And Xavier's like <laughs> screaming and Magnus up on Astro and being like, Jesus, why is everyone screaming down there? <laughs> That would be a great little comic. Um, yeah, I I don't really remember those episodes, but there have been plenty of other episodes on the show that I didn't think I was going to like or didn't really remember that well. And honestly, like even these Savage Land episodes, I remembered thinking they weren't that good like i remember like laughing at them and not paying a ton of attention to them but like in actually sitting down and watching them i'm like these episodes crammed a lot of information into almost no time they're really fun they're entertaining the action scenes are like easy to follow but like exciting yeah i think they're a really great couple of episodes and i thought they were gonna be just like stupid Me because too. all i remembered about them was like mr sinister tying people up and i was like oh whenever we get to those episodes those are gonna be terrible oh, but, the, I mean, they but were they were just, really fun they were really and fun like, good. and they were really sexual and really funny and like i don't know <laughs> yeah like i don't know i enjoy seeing wolverine and mr sinister flirt however i didn't enjoy the billions and billions of cutaways to the savage land over the course of this season no. before we finally got to these episodes i could have done without that but other than that, it was a, no complaints. It was definitely kind of a strange uh, approach to doing season two because they were like, you know, they didn't know if they were going to be renewed for a season two. And then so season one had a very concrete overarching plot. Right. And then yeah. season two, they were like, OK, so since this did well, we're going to start two different plots end one halfway through the season, finish the other <laughs> one at the end of the season. But don't talk about anything in between. 
and then and then we're just going to do origin stories throughout the rest of the season so we can explain where they came from i just thought it was like a weird way that they got there because like now we're going to go back into a season where the entire thing is just connected it's just phoenix then dark phoenix you know yeah i mean i think that's gonna be easier for the writers but i guess we'll find out because i don't remember anything at all and well it's more just that i didn't pay attention the first time around yeah so i did enjoy this stuff i i i thought i don't i'm not gonna say it was clever but it was definitely a lot of fun and i i really enjoyed everyone being gay so speaking of what <laughs> who's gay the Sinister doesn't win the medal in this oh category. God. He really is like the queen. Or, he is. Or the king. He's both the king and the queen because it's Mr. Whatever Sinister. Whatever he wants to be. Whatever I mean, Sinister still, wants to be, is Sinister still is. the master and everyone else is his like bondage slave. That's basically where it is. Yep. It's really great. I really enjoyed Wolverine's little one-liner. I enjoyed Wolverine and Kazar. But yeah, I did mostly enjoy Wolverine flirting with Sinister, which was like very daring. It was also very, like very, very direct. And I was like, wow, <laughs> they went there. Yeah, I enjoyed it, though. Um, I guess I'll give a little shout out to Xavier and Magneto for, you know, worrying about each other and Magneto being like, the X-Men are annoying, but you don't want to fight those guys. They're pretty good, yeah. which is his own way of complimenting his boyfriend the only way he um, knows how. Can we do uh, a shout out to all the nasty boys and oh my the mutates? God, yeah. because and all Gorgeous of them, George, R.I.P., who yeah, I guess I mean, we'll the, never see again. All of them were just like, literally every nasty boy and uh, mutate in this kept on talking about how great Mr. Sinister was. And he's like... I can't wait for you to join our sex cult, basically. And it was like <laughs> it was mostly ruckus, but also I enjoyed Slab being jealous of Cyclops and being like, "I don't see that you're all that cracked up to be." Like, I don't, I don't see what's so great about I know, you. Right? I enjoyed that. I, I don't know. I just liked, I liked the continuing saga of the Nasty Boys vying We're never gonna to see be them the again. top slave. Oh my Are god! Are we really never going to see them I'm again? Sure that is really it. sad. Uh, and you I, know, I already miss Pyro Marcus. and Avalanche just aren't the same when it comes to gay <laughs> villains who periodically show up on this show i am gonna miss the nasty boys i'm gonna miss lot. ruckus specifically in his lines where he's like watch your mouth and then watch mine <laughs> are you gonna make a ruckus cosplay because that would be pretty good no because i i uh, you know what you don't happens. cosplay anymore you can't well no i'll cosplay if like i have the right opportunity and the right idea but you know what I look like with, like, a long-haired wig on. I don't, like, that's just not how I'm built. I'm not built to, like, be <laughs> you a don't, you don't have man. You don't have a ruckusy face. You know, he's got a surprisingly square jawline for a Bishonen type. He's kind of like, I think you could pull it off. But, you know, do do what you want. Nobody's going to know who you are. That's the problem with cosplaying the nasty voice. Nobody's going like, to fucking know I who you like are. I feel like if we went to Comic-Con and we had a group that just was straight up cosplaying the nasty boys with Mr. Sinister, I think people would get it and love it and they'd be like holy shit but it shit. would have to be like a full group we're gonna have to recruit like, the rest of the mutant ages listeners for this one. 
Or, I guess yeah. I'm Vertigo in this scenario. I don't know. <laughs> You're gorgeous I didn't think George. It out. No, I don't know. You could uh, be maybe. gorgeous George. I you guys think. need me to be a nasty boy, so I'm going to have to crossplay for this one. That's true. You're not going to have enough people otherwise. I know. I don't know who's going to be Slab or Hairbag, but we'll figure it out. I don't know. Listeners, let us know. Um, anyway. Wait, who else is gay? Uh, so you mentioned Wolverine and Kazar, and I still love that because it brings me back to all my He-Man and She-Ra memories of Bo yes. being a massive I enjoyed them. I enjoyed man. them like getting into a fight and then suddenly being like, now we trust each other because we're men. And I was like, yeah, okay, you're going to ride a pterodactyl <laughs> together into a castle and then you're going to fight. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, there's also some gay stuff between Cyclops and Mr. Sinister. Oh, yeah. How could I forget that? That's like... Mr. Sinister has waited his entire life to create stuff out of Scott's oh genetic God. material. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, let me suck your dick, Scott, so I can get your Scott genetic material. masturbate into this cup in front of me slowly. Cyclops <laughs> is like, okay. I mean, wait, no, we hate you. <laughs> She's just in the background shaking her head and she's like, why do I date him? <laughs> why are we engaged of all things? Well, they're Where's not anymore. Logan? Jean's like, she's like, I don't, I mean, really Wolverine should be taking advantage of the fact that Jean's just not engaged or like technically with Scott right now because of their weird fucking marriage situation. Speaking of which, Morphin and Wolverine had like no screen time together. I know. I would have loved to have voted for Morphin Wolverine. And when Morph got up from the brainwashing or whatever, I was expecting Wolverine yeah, to be the one to well, swoop he, in there. Wolverine stepped forward. He was all like, baby, I'm here. But like, I don't but know, like, like there's no Xavier there's no animation there. Xavier's like, excuse me, I'm the gay one here. Excuse me, I need to brainwash him again like six or four times. <laughs> He's beyond repair. We have to brainwash him. Yeah. Anyway, also Rogue and Gambit aren't gay, but they are because they kissed and realized that they were both gay. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And Storm didn't do anything. I mean, she did do stuff, but she didn't do anything. She that did was do gay. stuff, not gay stuff, but she did like shoot not lightning at time. things. Not so you know. Shout out to Storm. I'm gonna say Sinister wins, and I'll give the Nasty Boys the runner-up position because you know it's we're never they gonna were, see they them were all again. I guess competing for his attention, and then also Kazar and Wolverine. I really love those two. I want a fanfic about them. Somebody There's write gotta that. be fic out there about yeah, those somebody two. Somebody needs to write that in to the mutantages at gmail.com. Yes, they should. That is our email address, by the way. Yeah. Do we have any reader mail? We sure do. Do us a deal. Yay! Whoa! Alright, let me open it. I don't know where I am. It's a long week. Where's Cable? Anyway, um... <laughs> Alright, so the first thing is that we have a image... Uh, we have an email from Brian who writes... Don't tell Betty spaghetti, but butter dishes are on sale. Keep bringing the funny. And it's just like a bargain that says $2.99 butter dish. Oh my god. One of my favorite episodes we've ever done on this show is about Gambit's <laughs> stupid backstory. And we came up with a bunch of jokes that that's a reference to. Oh my that god. no one will understand I, unless they go back and listen to that You know what? App. If you go back and listen to Externally Yours, that is the episode I have been using to recommend people to our show. Oh, because really? Because I feel like it is like quintessentially what our show is about. Like Now I'm recommending them to go back on the episode before this one reunions part one i feel like mm -hmm. those two episodes are what everything you need to good, know about good the jumping on board yeah. places yeah it'll make you laugh drake wrote in so i started watching gilmore girls this weekend and now i see why maddie compared luke to wolverine <laughs> we both do that i think ryan time. came up with that one originally well, and because, i like hopped on board it was like immediately i think i figured what we were talking about we were watching the new gilmore girls i think season yeah on well i re i watched all of gilmore girls for the first time and then watched the new one at the end of all of that yeah. because i don't know why i have no life but i was saying 
that Luke is wildly attractive. Like, you know, back in the show, even when he gets older, I'm still like, oh yeah, Luke's my kind of guy. Because, you know... You like gruff guys who wear flannel and are yeah. kind of emotionally unavailable, but softies also, deep down. Yeah, and they're like gruff and they like definitely have a lot of emotional damage, but like, you know, you can kind of break them and like break them down. Like, I have a problem. <laughs> it's like, because it, you look at like all the guys I'm into, it's like, it's all that and it falls into the Wolverine category and that's how I was like Wolverine and Luke are like the same character because I'm attracted to the same character and everything. Well, as as long as you know, you know, yeah. I, I, I get it. I just watched fucking Cobra Kai and Johnny Lawrence and that. I was like, oh yeah, he's my man. And he's like, a, he's just an <laughs> asshole that's gruff but has like a, a nice side to him somewhere but like he's just such an asshole first. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm into because I have a problem. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, so we have another fun email. facts about Ryan. <laughs> Continue. Another email from uh, James here that says, "Hey, Maddie and Ryan, really enjoyed this week's app. Looking forward to hearing about the reunion part two. Well, here you are, James. <laughs> You're welcome. With regards to how the word lich is pronounced, I typically pronounce it and hear it pronounced as lich rhymes with witch. Sincerely, mm-hmm. James. Thank you, James, for clearing that shit up for us. I'm pretty sure that's right. But we have no way to know. And I have Never. not bothered to Google it. And I don't care enough to I do know. so. I, know. I keep forgetting that it is even a thing. And as soon as we finish recording this episode, I'm going to forget again. I know. Continue it's okay. not knowing it's how really to pronounce it. It's really not that important. So Brian wrote on SoundCloud, I want a t-shirt with sometimes you just got to punch a Nazi. <laughs> I think that was something I said in an episode where Rogue was punching the Nazi into the dumpster, yeah. possibly. Yep. That sounds like something I would have said. I think I think that's what happens. Uh, and finally, I just wanted to do a shout out to this new iTunes review that came in, which is important, guys. We need more iTunes yeah, reviews. Yeah, and we have so many nice ones. Yeah, and this guy... Is this the review that's written by Sabretooth? <laughs> or Ed or Magneto, but you know. Yeah. It's, it says <laughs> it's by know. Victor Creed, and it says, Great podcast, guys. As an on-again, off-again comic reader and lo- lifelong comics fanboy, your show fills the X-Men void in my life when I'm doing the right thing, like paying down my credit cards or student loans instead of buying new comic books every week. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work, and welcome back to the state, Ryan. From Eric, a.k.a. Magneto. Yeah, as soon as I read that, I was like, Magneto wrote us a review. And then Ryan was like, his screen name is Sabretooth's name, though. And we <laughs> had a good laugh about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and that's, thanks. That's it. And, you know, honestly, leave us an iTunes review because it increases our visit our invisibility. It increases our visibility. And so it, <laughs> and it allows- decreases our invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So please, even if it's just like a star rating, you don't want to rate anything, write anything. That's yeah, super that's helpful. fine. But also, don't be shy. Write down something about you know whether Wolverine. or not you think Magneto and Xavier should stay together, whether they should reconsider. I mean, you could write any number of you things. You could write in that about field. who's gonna win, Skeletor or Magneto. <laughs> Listen, that's also something that's acceptable to write. Nobody's written that in a review yet. Nope. There's still time. Yeah, you can also write into themutantages at gmail.com if you want to write in about anything. Tell us what you think about an episode or your thoughts on the X-Men or, I don't know, who's the gayest in each episode. There's a million things you could write in about. Write about the X-Men. Yeah, you could write in about how you're reading a comic book about how Sauron like, used to just be a person and then he sucked a bunch of people's energy up and became a pterodactyl yeah. man and it's not really explained at all. No. You could just write in about that. <laughs> And 
<laughs> that'll be a fun email that we could read on here. Okay, cool. At the at gmail.com. And there's all sorts of other things that you can ways that you can contact us online. Like we have a Twitter, which is the Mutant Ages, and we're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers. I'm Ryan Pagella, and you'll know you're in the right place when it says Mr. Sinister. Of course. And we have a YouTube channel where we post videos about the X-Men and sometimes clips from this show set to the animated series and just other weird videos that Ryan and I make of ourselves cosplaying or doing other silly and things. It's a pretty fun channel. coming soon, so you should definitely go subscribe to that YouTube channel. Click the subscribe. It's your mutant superpower. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we have a Patreon. If you want to give us money to pay for hosting fees for this show and all the other shows that we do and, you know, supplies for all the silly videos that we make on that youtube channel you can support that and get cool rewards i mean it's really important to just help support us on patreon because we want to make more stuff and we want to increase the amount of content we're releasing and not just with the mutant ages but everything in general but the mutant ages is going to have a new extension to it eventually uh in which <laughs> we want to you know make more mutant ages specific content for you guys more x-men stuff in on various platforms right. so if you like the show and you want to hear more about how gay the x-men are then go ahead and, and support the patreon i mean if you don't we'll still keep making everything we're trying to make but it certainly but... helps us stay on air because it pays us hosting fees so thank you it does and it makes it easier for us to spend our off time when we aren't working for pay on this show which you know that's nice Anyway, uh, you can find all the rest of our stuff at AtomicFoodProductions.com, our other shows and platforms and social medias, etc. And next time around, we're going to be watching X2 because we're in between watching seasons of the animated series and that's the structure of the show for some reason I've we decided are watching a live action movie in between each season and we already watched x-men you can go back and listen to that up if you haven't it's very fun and we're gonna watch x2 next so yeah get ready for that yep uh that's it right where that's am I? it do we have see else? you what? next time what? where's cable at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.